howdy yokes before we get started today we just wanted to let you know that this episode of bacon and eggs is brought to you by you we want to build this thing to be as big as it can be more episodes merchandise events giveaways you name it but we can't do it alone if you enjoyed this episode and want more bacon and eggs head over to our patreon page at patreon.com bacon and eggs and check out our new five dollar tier which grants you access to our show after the show the hash browns it's a bonus episode every week in which Ethan and myself answer all your questions, all of them. And we could really use your help to make this podcast the best it can possibly be. And we'd love for you to join us on our new hash brown adventure. So thank you for donating and thank you even more for listening. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're learning French. Or maybe we're just trying to impress a girl. So tame the shrew. And flash someone to get out of detention. Because today we're bringing you 10 things I hate about you. So when, you, when we read this just now, I was like, oh my God, it rhymes. But it's because they're both the word you. They're both the also, word you. Also, dear high schoolers, flash nobody. Oh my gosh, yeah, please we do God, not don't actively do that. encourage this. <laughs> do not do that. Oh my gosh. Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, directed by Gil Junger. Junger? I would guess Junger, yeah. Junger on uh, March 31st, 1999. Hey, that's two weeks after your seventh, sixth birthday. Sixth, sixth birthday, birthday, yeah. Yeah, we're we're all over Ethan's birthday this this time of year. It's that almost seven... like I was born in one twelfth of the year. Yeah. Yeah, almost. Uh, that was 7,503 days ago on a $16 million budget, which is notably $4 million more than The Fault in Our Stars. It made $53.5 million worldwide, got a 68% critic rating and a 69% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 70 on Metacritic. Thank you, Metacritic, for the closest to the correct answer. And uh, that's all the information that I have. I'll tell you what, though. This is not $4 million better than The Fault in Our Stars. You're right. It's $100 million better. Uh, it's zero. It's negative $100 million. This is not better than The Fault in Our Stars. I don't know I how have... to have this conversation with you right now. Hold this on. was okay, not so... a thing that I was prepared for at all. Why are you coming for my neck? I've been back for four <laughs> minutes. Why are you coming for my neck like this? Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. So let me tell you something, Ethan. Uh... No, no, Tyler. Let me tell you something. The Fault in Our Stars is a goddamn treasure so is this yeah this is great this is cheesy no this isn't cheesy so what i'm sorry what did you watch the same movie (laughs) okay okay so none of them die okay but it's so good it's so good let me okay let's get to the binary review before we get to the professional reviews i need to have this conversation now give me a binary score on 10 things i hate about you ethan yeah starts with a one and a zero it's a hard hard one. one For sure. This- I literally had to watch this in school. That's true. You are required to watch this movie. Like, the uh, the, the K-Spring High School decided this was required watching. The Virginia standards of learning for AP English in uh, what I would imagine. Bro, I did not. Let me tell you who did not take AP English. His name begins with E and ends with Thanet Hill. <laughs> Do you know why I didn't do I was AP told, English? So I was told in uh, I was told in ninth grade uh, that I didn't see. Here's the here's the case. Um, in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I did how much of my English homework? None of it. Let's count zero percent. And so they zero. were like, they absolutely were like, none. This kid must be stupid. He doesn't do his homework. He's not ready for AP English. You have to do homework in AP English. And you know what? I took dumb kid English for four all four years of high school. And you know what? All of my peers who took AP English and pre AP English read stupid books. By people like Nathaniel Hawthorne. Guess what I didn't have to read? The Scarlet Letter. I read cool stuff. Oh, I also did. I did not read The Scarlet Letter. I did, I, I, I did read uh, Fahrenheit 431. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. I took pre-AP freshman year. Uh, so Romeo and Juliet, Old Man in the Sea, 
Uh, I also read Romeo and Juliet. Gatsby, and stuff Gatsby. like that. We read Gatsby in Mathis' class. But yes, yes, we read Gatsby, uh, Fahrenheit 51. Uh, I don't know, I didn't read Fahrenheit 451. That was in eighth the, grade the, that you read that, and uh, I was oh, in Dunkin' right. English We read The grade. Crucible. We read The Crucible. We read Death of a Salesman. All which, Mathis honestly, class. I think about The Crucible and Death of a Salesman. I know. I think about those movies every single day. You think about the day. Daniel Day-Lewis, The Crucible, every single day? I think about the book. The, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think I've thought about the Nona Ryder, Daniel Day-Lewis movie, The Crucible, at any point. I didn't even think about it while I was watching it. I was, I, We were watching it, I was like, this is a non-movie. <laughs> yeah, right, this isn't Mo real. White. Mo White. <laughs> Great play. Very well done, Arthur Mo Miller. Good job on that one. Death of a Salesman, eh, not really as much of a hitter there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same story, isn't it? Something about moving west and escaping tyranny and finding freedom. That's all we taught learned. Neither about of those things were about moving west, finding freedom, or escaping tyranny. That's what the American dream is. I would not say okay. So, so Willie Loman doesn't find the American dream and does kill himself. You know more about Death of a Salesman because than I, I did remember. the reading, Tyler. Do you do you know who did? Do no, the you were reading. in a group chat with me. That, I'm sorry. No, I, no, 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 no. and Yokets. I had a great time in Canada. I'm soon did super great. I don't know why I'm screaming so much right now. I have no idea. I'm just hot about all these topics because Tyler. This morning, I wake up to like 140 <laughs> freaking nine text messages from Tyler and Mary Clay about who did the reading in high school. And guess who did the reading in high school? This guy. Tyler's like, I don't think anybody did the reading in high school. I don't think anybody did the reading. I did the in reading because all I the books. That my teachers made us read were cool. Okay, Ethan, that's the truth about. I, I'm willing to bet if you, no, Ethan, no, the adult, no, it's not true. Not no, it's not true. I promise you. The Heart of Darkness still sucks. The freaking the the Scarlet Letter still sucks because I've read the Heart of Darkness. Everybody read it in high sucks? school, and I read it after high school. So I was like, maybe something I was missing something about this. That book sucks. I've never even heard of the Heart of Darkness. That's that's a, a three words. I've a four words that I did not know went together in the form of a book title. I just didn't. Uh, but I've read this. I read the Scarlet Letter. I read like the first quarter of it one day, like on a whim, because one of our patrons was reading it in high school, and I was like, I want wonder if this is any good and i read it like eyes to eyes to book like with my eye holes not with some crappy 95 year old audible narrator because classic literature on audible all sucks period end of discussion that's not true at all so i read it with my what There's are you talking like about name one classic literature wonderful dickens uh narrations oh dickens i love actually dickens. though the best one is not on audible the best one is definitely neil gaiman reading uh christmas carol from the original charles dickens like prompt copy anyway Go look that up. You can find it on the New York Public Library um, um, freaking podcast service. You can like subscribe to the New York Public Library podcast and they post it once a year around Christmas, but it's totally applicable for Halloween too. It's a ghost story. It's about ghosts. <laughs> oh, can we talk real quick about Nightmare Before Christmas? I just want to give a binary Is there a zero. number? I know we're not supposed to break the binary scale, but is there like an, an equivalent number the below scale. zero? Okay. I don't Because no. I don't think a zero expresses my dislike for the Nightmare Before Christmas fandom. This, oh, is, a, this fandom. is a case where like, and I try to let the movie stand for itself i get it that's the whole thing we talk about here but like the nightmare before christmas fandom does not let the movie stand by itself can i tell you something about the fandom i, I want to talk about cult culture real quick because i'm glad you brought that up when i watched 10 things i hate about you yesterday i said to myself i could watch this movie every day for the rest of my life and never get tired of it this this is a movie i would have a cult like that's very interesting for. this is an excellent excellent film this is the kind of movie that if it was like if my child decides this is the movie that gets stuck in the dvd player and we watch it all the time i will be nothing but ecstatic there are so many little quips and little jokes that come through so many little attention to detail things that come through that i know that watching 
it yesterday, I was like, I'm only picking up on a quarter for sure, of for this. Sure. Um, sorry, I've got this awful cough that I picked up somewhere on tour, um, and it won't go away. I feel fine, but I just keep coughing a lot. I feel like there's like a like a just like a brick of mucus in my chest. It's gross. Yeah, it feels it like hurts. But <clears throat> anyway, yeah, this one's great. Here's the thing about Shakespeare, because this is Shakespeare. This is why we're doing it again. You did uh, she's the man last week, which is Twelfth Night. Okay, and this is Tammy yeah. the Shrew. Two notorious Shakespeare comedies, as it were. And nobody yeah, dies. Yeah, nobody dies. Um, but yeah, that's the thing about Shakespeare. is like, the dude was a great story writer. All, all the plot points are just phenomenal. But it's written in, like, a completely unintelligible version of English at this point. So yes. movies can it can go two ways with it. You can do things like you did with Romeo Romeo plus Juliet, where it's like, oh, we're going to make it anachronistic. We're going to set it during the, the cocaine days in Miami. But we're going to use the pure, unadulterated original script. I do not remember enough about like, Romeo Plus oh, that was weird. And then you have things like, you know, that, that just sort of vaguely resemble Shakespeare a little bit, like what you were saying about She's the Man. And I think this one is the I perfect th middle ground. Yeah, here's what I think. I think what happened... I'll get back to it. She's the man. I feel like screenwriter knew the story very well of Twelfth Night, but I I wouldn't be surprised if when presented with the script, none of the actors were like told that this was an adaptation of Twelfth Night. Like I don't feel like it was constantly talked about on set. I don't feel like it was brought up. Like okay, before we do the table read for the movie, we're gonna table read Twelfth Night, and you're gonna do the same characters. I like I don't think that that yeah. happened. I think that they got a script and they were like, oh, this is cool, Illyria. That's a weird word. Like, and that was the end of it. I do think, and I don't know, I, I wasn't part of the writer's room or anything, but I think with 10 Things I Hate About You, watching the film, every scene has like a, this is so Shakespearean right. like it moment. Hits all of the exact same beats. Like you can feel the script living in there, even if it's yeah. not, or you can feel the play living inside the script, even if it's not the same dialogue. And they use, right. they use just then, like, enough of like the original dialogue pieces and like sort of Shakespearean English that it works. Where, like occasionally somebody would say something totally out of character and people would just look at them. Like, right. Like, Don't say that in front of me. There's people that. can hear you. Right. <laughs> uh, so I thought, I, I do think that's what happened there. Now, as long as we're talking about Shakespeare, uh, what, where do you land on like West Side Story? I mean, I, I don't think I'm like deeply familiar enough with West Side Story to really comment on its sort of relationship with Romeo and Juliet. I mean, I get it's like the story, but it, I don't know. West Side Story has never been a huge thing for me. I've seen West Side Story live. I've seen the music or the movie. I've seen the movie. I like West Side That's Story. It's definitely not. It's not bad. I don't know. I couldn't explain to you like why taco, I've seen it, why I haven't really seen it. But it just wasn't taco, something that ever taco, really taco, 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 clicked taco. with me. I don't know the rest. Of the yeah, I don't either. Maria. I know like the first two lines of the like Sharks and Jets song. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day. Yeah, and That's I get I random got. pieces of I, like because it's Leonard Bernstein, 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 whatever. So I get I get little quips of that like his melodies stuck in my head every now and then. Where I'll just be walking down the street like I mean, it's a quintessential piece of American musical. And, yeah, and I feel like we should, yeah. If we're going to stick with this Shakespeare thing, it's only a matter yeah, of but time. But this is not something I ever really dived into. No. I, I downloaded the audiobook Taming of the Shrew. Uh, there's a few different, like, cast recordings of it. Um, it's very hard to listen to without yeah, seeing, for like, sure. actors and for costumes. Sure. It's just because it's just not really English. It's not really English. You can sort of pick it. It's it's like watching a movie in Spanish without subtitles. You probably don't have this experience. It's like watching a movie in French without subtitles. It's like, okay, I kind of know that language, but I, I definitely don't. But because of the inflection and the acting, I can sort of tell what's going on. Is is, is what but it's, it's also like not quite like opera, the show. where, you know, it doesn't matter if you know the language. Right. Yeah. No, I've seen operas in completely different languages and walked out and been like, I know exactly right. what It's like happened. Shakespeare stories are, are big and complicated. <laughs> 
related. Right. And they're, they're challenging. I think what, what the problem for high schoolers with Shakespeare is that they read it with absolutely no inflection whatsoever. Right. So uh, let me just find. Uh... Oh, my gosh. There's so many freaking things. They hold say on, it like they're on. daunted. We want them to say it again like they're undaunted. What does that mean? Go. Like this is this is a high schooler round robining Romeo and Juliet, but soft what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon who is already sick and pale with grief. That thou her maid art far more than fair, far more fair than she. It's hard. To, he writes so well. It's hard to just read it as like like in a monotone voice. But high school, I, I know at least in my high school, it was like if you read this with any sort of emotion at all, then you're such a nerd. Do not talk right, to for me. Sure. And thus you have Dead Poet Society, where my quote just came yeah, from. That was oh, is that yeah, what it came it's from? Yeah, it's when he, when uh, one of them's reading the thing from from Leaves of Grass, the like, oh, to a, uh, to to struggle against great odds, to meet enemies undaunted. And Ron Williams, it's like you sound like you're daunted. Say it again, like you're undaunted. <laughs> Gosh, this Billy Shakes guy, he can write a freaking. Do you sentence. remember um when? Did you have this experience where you read Romeo and Juliet in high school, and whoever your teacher was was like, okay, now listen class wherefore in this sentence means why <laughs> everybody in class is like yeah, okay cool no but like you guys don't understand she's asking why he has to be from this family when his family's warring against her family it was like yep okay no guys it means why not where yeah she's not asking are you outside the window she is asking <laughs> Why must you be named Romeo? What is it? Capulet or Montague? Which one Montague, I believe. Oh. That's why careful. I sighed, because I'm not sure. Romeo is a yeah. Montague. And and Juliet the Capulet. Juliet Capulet. Juliet That's Capulet. That's what I thought, but Juli I didn't. I wasn't positive. Juliet Capulet. There we go. Yeah, that makes sense. Ro Romeo Montague. Yeah. Do you want this an IMP pentameter or not? Get the hell out of my class! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God, I could just read Shakespeare sonnets all, all the whole show. Well, the don't. whole show. Come, gentle knight. Come, loving black-browed knight. Give me my Romeo, and when I shall die, take him and cut out and cut him out in little stars, and he will make the face of heaven so fine that all the world will be in love with night. Also, reading part of a, a monologue from a Shakespeare play is not the equivalent of reading a sonnet. That's that's correct. You're right. Just so you know. <laughs> Just so I know, I, I appreciate your uh, blunt honesty. I do know we had to memorize one of these in high school. And the way that I got away with any sort of like memorize this or do this presentation is I would just get like exactly opposite of what I said before. Anytime I had to go up and do a presentation, I would just get super in character for whatever the presentation was. Did you do this? No, memorizing not. stuff has never really been a problem for me. No. No? I mean, I would I memorize just sort of, it. Like, everybody's like, I, how do you memorize stuff? And I'm like, I just do it. I just read it. And then yeah. there it is. For the rest of uh, forever. Not the rest of forever, but like I couldn't, I couldn't just rip only, off a Shakespeare monologue right now. Do you do you have a favorite Shakespearean play, or do you feel like I like me personally? I could. Not I haven't read enough you. Shakespeare. No, I I don't. I didn't just sit around reading Shakespeare ever. Yes, I I also did not. But just I was also sit not like involved ever. in the theater. <laughs> I think that's one of my big regrets of high school. I know one time I went to like a theater meeting and I was like, I'm going to do this. This year I'm going to do this. And the, I think you went with me. If yeah, I'm they, not were mistaken. Doing, they were supposed and to do the, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be in Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. We're going to have like 
speaking parts. That's got a lot of male characters. It's not just uh, the two guys that are every speaking part in these shows. I'm, I, we're really going to do something here. And truthfully, I believe that had we actually auditioned for a play in high school, we probably would have gotten pretty... Well, we only ever did musicals. Yes, the, the problem. Two... And neither you or I knew how to sing then. I, I think, listen, I don't think anybody knew how to sing. I also think that I was under the impression that I was going to need to know how to sing in like a choral sense, where I think that if I just went up there and talked sort of like, you know, sort of so nasally, Andrew sort George of Broadway. Andrew George did as the dad and Bye Bye Birdie. It's exactly what and Andrew George did as the dad and Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> <laughs> I played uh, drums think... for that show. <laughs> That's not an easy show. That was like the original Broadway book. That yeah, against all odds, I somehow played drums in that show. <laughs> we had like we went to trumpet. school with like five world class drummers. Yeah, and none of them would do it. <laughs> one of the, yeah, they were they were they were. If the DCI means anything to you, one of the guys we went to high school with was Center Snare at Carolina Crown in he was high not school. Center Snare, no, no. Either way, he was he, he was, was on the snare line Carolina, Carolina, Carolina Crown in high school when they when they won. If I'm not, uh, I have no idea if he it was, was when they won, but right? we were well into college by that point. Yeah, it was really? like 2014. When was 1930? When was that show? Not that the was year. the Blue Devils, the and that was 2009. Oh man, see, I just don't care. That about was when Cra- that was they when Crown got second place. That was their best position ever to the point they did. The grass is always greener. He was on that no. line, wasn't he? No, we would have been young. It was 2009, yeah. His oh, first year, he was on Glassman. His first year was on Crown was 2010. This is the kind okay. of shirt that I just know off the top of my head. What <laughs> years Ollie Delato did which DCI core? <laughs> You know, it's crazy. I never liked DCI. I liked Marching Man, and I think there's some... Well, I, I, I won't say I never liked DCI, because there are some really wonderful shows. But once we got into college and I met people that did it, that were like in my section, I was like, I hate this. I hate everything about this. You take this way too seriously. And I thought I took this seriously, and you've taken it to a whole other I level. I mean, 1930 was a great show. They deserved to win that year. 1930 was a yeah, great no, show. Uh, Crown won in 2014, I think, for uh, with Fanfare or for the common good was what it was called it was based around fanfare for the common man and it was sick when it was, was the sweet. when was the like, <laughs> when was the angels and demons show where uh, they threw the the baritone across the field and that was uh, cadets no that was, that was not i thought crown. that was crusaders no i know it, it was, was cadets crown. it was 100 cadets because they had the, the red and the white uniforms i know what is it i steven did steven did we crusaders and they did not win it, well clearly well, b- between angels and demons won <laughs> like big one because <laughs> it was awesome yeah. Is that a Buzz Lightyear in your yeah. bedroom? Buzz, Buzz. Can I tell you something? Woody's the villain. There was a oh my Super God! Just, video no, a no, 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 no! Not getting into this. Not opening what? this can getting of worms. What? Nope. Not doing it. Zero percent chance. What? Nope. We're not talking about this. I'm just gonna keep talking until you move on. No, nope, not on. talking Listen about this. The... I'm not. Nope. We're not doing it. I don't want to talk about the villains in Toy Story. I don't want to hear your opinions on Woody. Don't care. But I, I don't. Care. I don't want to open this can of worms. Okay. I'm going to read what his pull string I says. I don't care what his pull string. We're not talking about Toy Story. We did four episodes of Toy Story. One, reach Stop. for the sky. Who's he shooting? Two, there's a snake in my boot. Who's wearing his boot? I'm going to hang Him. this call He's up. He's the snake. No, you're then not. Then shut up. You're my favorite deputy. It implies that the person he's talking to is second in command, meaning that he's first in command. Can't give up leadership. Buzz. Oh, they didn't win the for common good. That was 2012. They won in 2013 with E equals MC squared. Ooh, physics. Well, you were relatively it was close. 2013, they won. Can I tell you a secret about what? DCI, Ethan? It doesn't okay. matter. It's so cool. It is. You've had this cool. weird relationship with DCI always, where like you loved it, and then somebody pissed you off, and then you hate it, and now anybody who likes it is not cool anymore. I didn't like how they would call themselves marching bands professional league, and then the the participants would have to pay thousands of dollars to be a part of it. That to me seemed yeah, well, like a they wanted bad to do it. Okay, you know, way. they wanted to do it. <laughs> but then 
Granted, they're not professionals. They're they're still like it's still a rec league. You still have to buy it. Okay, bud. I, I don't know. <sighs> You're just worrying too much about it. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. How did he know someone poisoned the water hole unless he did it? <laughs> so you start up some controversy with your um with your post about this this movie that we were doing. You uh where you cropped out George Go- Joseph Gordon Levitt. <laughs> You know what's funny is I all I did, I did not mean to crop out Joseph Gordon Levitt. I just Googled 10 things I hate about you, hit the HD photos button, and that was the literal first well, result. You know, some people, some JGL fans got upset. Joseph Gordon can I tell you something about the movie? I think I don't care about any story that is not Heath Ledger and uh I don't know, Meg Ryan, Julia what's her name? Styles. Julia Meg Styles. Ryan. <laughs> like in late Look, 90s, Heath Ledger man. had That's enough problems passing for a high schooler in this movie. Meg Ryan could not have passed for a high schooler. <laughs> Meg Ryan was doing I no. Thought, Meg uh, Ryan was doing like, oh my god, I'm 31 and I don't have a husband. Movies in 1999. In, in 1999, earlier than that. When did uh, when did you got mail come out? You've got oh you're mail. Right. oh okay. So she would have been 38 in 1999. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've got mail was 1998. Yeah, and she was like, yeah. I'm at the end of my ropes, and I gotta meet Tom Hanks so I can have a kid before I die. <laughs> Meg Ryan. 30 something. What the <laughs> heck? It's just the name. Julia Stiles. Isn't that also the name of that uh, chef? chef? Julia That's Stiles. That's Julia Child. Julia Child. It took me a second. I was thinking like, God, thinking like next Food Network this is, star. This has been like a thorn in my side <laughs> this whole time that I was like, nobody's going to talk about her. She's the same name as that yeah, one lady. she doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, she Julia and Julia. It. That's with, exactly uh, what. Freaking Amy Adams and um, Meryl Streep, potentially. I think so. Play, either Meryl, Meryl Streep or Helen Mirren. I get them confused constantly. Oh, uh, my mom's yelling from the other room. Can it's I... Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Stiles, this is some fun information about her. She's been acting since 1993, graduated from Columbia University. Good for her. Uh, Julia, Good for what? Her. Yeah. She got her degree in. Wait, where's Columbia? Is that New on York the City. East Coast? Then yes, it is. Glad we I, cleared was that, that ever up. in doubt? Well, in the movie, she wants to go to an East Coast right, university. It's where Peter goes in Spider-Man 2. I know right. I am. You're Ye right. the Sam Raimi Spider-Man fan. Oh, come on. The college he attended in How Spider-Man 2. How do you not know Columbia's come in New York on. City? I don't know. I can never keep up with Northeast colleges. All I know is that Harvard is somewhere outside of yeah, Boston. so is everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Except maybe the Boston Conservatory and the Berkeley College of Music, which is straight up inside Boston. I don't Boston. know. I think I've seen th- like two Julia Stiles movies. I've seen two recently. I saw Hustlers and I've seen 10 Things I Wait, Hate Julia About Julia Stiles is in Hustlers? Uh, I thought she yeah, was she dead. <laughs> she's like she's 38. 38 now, the same age that Meg Ryan was when she made You've Got Mail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julia Stiles plays the uh, reporter in Hustlers. I've seen this, and uh, I've seen which Save the Last like, Dance, which I think is her. Save the it Last is. 2001. Dance. It is her. Uh, you've never seen Jason no. Bourne? Like Jeremy Renner? No. It, which, is, that, is, is it no, the new one? Name. The new one. Yeah, okay, the, when, the one so that Matt Damon came identity. back for. No, I have not. She's in, she's in all of the Bourne movies. Oh, and Silver Linings she's Playbook. Silver Linings Playbook. As who? Yeah, I don't know. That's I Jennifer say, Lawrence. Yeah, like, obviously. <laughs> I can, you know, honestly, honestly, I'm based a- on some of these pictures, I could kind of understand you thinking that, but that's Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> she was in the Hunger Games. She plays Tiffany's sister. She would have made a, Julia Stiles would have made a great Katniss Everdeen in 1999. She plays Jennifer Lawrence's sister. That's wild. Because she was in Say the Last Dance about God. a big dance. You want to talk about a movie that I flap and love. great movie. Have we covered Silver that? Linings Playbook. No, but that's an Oscar winner I mean, right yeah. there. It, it won Oscars. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> that, that already happened. Like, they voted on that I know. Like, five years ago. 
I know. Best picture, best director, best adapted screenplay, best film editing, best actor. I didn't know that. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Nominated. Nominated for eight. I was like, dang, this destroyed. Remelic has. Stop making that noise forever. As Remy Malik as I have no idea. What year was Silver Linus Playbook? 2012? Turns out. I would have said 2013, but it is 2012. Did you know that the Academy Awards peaked in, I think, 2016 or 2015? In terms of viewership. Well, people have been pretty pissed off at the Oscars for the past couple of years. Yeah, it has gone down. Uh, no, but no, I did not know that. Um, I don't really keep up with like 20... the Nielsen ratings of the Oscars. Is there like an award show that for best truth, award But I lied. <laughs> I lied. It was the 1998 Oscars. 57 million people watched. And in 1998, you know, one Titanic. best picture. Titanic. Very good. Very proud Nailed of Nailed that piece this of trivia. This is a pretty freaking... Yeah, this is a good uh, Best Picture nominees in 1998. As good as it gets, The Full Monty, Goodwill Hunting, L.A. Confidential, and Titanic. Yeah, That's the best good. movie didn't win it though. What do you think is yep. Goodwill Hunting? 100. I would bring. Text. I would bring. <gasps> We're gonna get a message from Julia. I would bring <clears throat> Goodwill Hunting to a desert island way before I brought Titanic. Even though Titanic is almost twice as long. Titanic is long. It's a and big that's a... criteria for Desert Island movie. Yes. Uh, I need something long. Right. Because like Toy Story, great movie. But like in the time I watched Titanic twice, I could watch Toy Story like six times. Oh my God. Toy Story is so short. Yeah. I don't think it's the shortest movie we've done on Big and X. I believe the shortest movie we've done is uh, Pokemon. Yeah. The first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. remember thing that went around for a while that was like, you have to watch one movie for 24 hours straight. And if you do... You get a million dollars. Can you do it? And what movie? I was like, any, any of them. It's a million dollars. dollars, I can watch anything for 24 hours. Yeah, I can sit still for 24 hours. I I think I'm fine. And uh, obviously, I probably wouldn't pick Toy Story. I, I would want something a little bit longer to get the fewest iterations. I think it's a balancing act between the fewest iterations, but also what am I going For to sure. enjoy? For sure. Like, I love Toy Story to death, but by the time that, like, I'm hour 22 and it gets back to the, like, just, just shoot me. I wouldn't watch Just Shoot Me, the TV show for Have you ever, uh, for $100 right now, have you ever seen an episode of Just Shoot Me? Who's in that show? Yeah, David Spade. Okay. David Spade. $100. You know what else he says? This town ain't big enough for the two of us. Who's Woody killing? Are you, are you is your audio peaking? Uh, like severely? Uh, it may have Okay, because there. it's coming through really crappy on the Skype. I'm just making sure. I'm going to lower my recording volume. Just, just a, a skosh? A smidge. Just a skoosh. Um, a scoville. You know what I think about all the time is that uh, Idris Elba eating hot wings oh, video. Great. That's my it's favorite. Great. I think about it. I, I think I'm a dad because that meme is like expired, but I think it's absolutely hilarious. So, uh, in this movie, you've got some. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this movie that came out in 1999, you got some people that really went on to do something. You know, you got like George Go Le- jo- Jordan Jordan. I keep trying to say jo- Jordan Joseph Levin. <laughs> Joseph Levin, yeah. Joseph Gordon Levin. You know, he was in he was in The Dark Knight Rises. He's been in a bunch of good stuff. He was in Looper, I think. Maybe Loop Looper's a I've never seen that movie. <laughs> He also did that one movie where he's done a few movies that I'm not crazy And, and about. then Heath Ledger was obviously in the Dark Knight Regular and uh, a bunch of other good stuff. And then you got he, <laughs> the Dark Knight Regular. You, know, you got the girl that plays Bianca, who has done nothing. Oh, the uh, the yeah, sister. Bianca. Yes. Sorry, I was thinking of Gabrielle Union, the friend. No, no, no. And Le- I was like, Larissa Olenek, Alex over. Mack. So she's been in nothing I don't know. else. I just know that I, I know that she was she was Alex Mack on the Secret Life of Alex Mack, or Secret World of Alex Mack on Nickelodeon uh, in the mid '90s, and then she did this movie, and I have not seen her since then. Fun fact: not yeah. much stuff. She's known not for much. the Babysitters Club, Third Rock from the Sun, Alex Mack, and this movie. A few direct to videos. Uh, yeah. 
nothing. Oh, she was in OJ the musical. And you know why? You know why she hasn't done anything else? Because she's bad at acting. Yeah, she wasn't good like, in this. This could have been her breakout role, but she was bad at it. What gets me is that Julia Stiles didn't do much oh, after no. this. <clears throat> they hired Julia Stiles to do that. That's her whole thing. That just like... It's ugh. so... She nails the like bitchy late 90s she's, feminist. I say as though I was like consciously aware of feminism She's the, in the epitome late 90s. of just like scoff. She <laughs> plays the same character in every movie she's in. Did you notice uh, Susan May Pratt's Who? character... Julia Stiles, like the, the best friend that's obsessed with Shakespeare. Oh, that showed up halfway through the movie. The, just, just out of nowhere. Oh, this is a character. Yeah, now. I felt like there was a scene missing. Yeah, I was like, who the heck are you? I also feel like there's a lot of scene missings. I've scenes missing. I feel like the development between uh uh Cat and Verona, like it, it happens off screen. Like all of a sudden they're into each other and he's willing to make these giant romantic gestures for this girl that are completely unwarranted and she totally does well, not deserve. I think deserve. part of it was that he he found out she was, or he figured out that like he was into her for real. The other part is like, you know, it's the typical like, oh, men's gotta be men thing where, what was the name, Joey? Joey the, the, yeah. the Biff, yeah. the bad guy. Was just yeah, like, yeah. oh, I bet you couldn't even get her if you tried, bro. And he was like, all right, got you beat. Let's get it. What is that accent? Is that what he told you talk like? He said, I lived in Australia for 10 years. Yeah, I was like, no, you I mean, didn't. apparently his character did. Maybe that's what Heath Ledger talks like or did at this point. He wasn't really like an actor at this point. No, was this, this early stage early ledge? stage ledge, yeah. So it's entirely possible that he showed up and they were just like, oh, I guess he talks like that. I don't really have time to fix this. <laughs> Work we with shot that this one. movie in eight days. <laughs> it does seem like it was shot quick. It watches really fast. Because it's I'll like you, it an not hour have a and 30 problem. minutes long. No, it's hour it's 47. Hour 37. No, yeah, it's, it? it's a solid seven minutes of like credit bloopers. It is a solid seven minutes credit bloopers. Um, There's no doubt about that. Oh, you're right. 137. Heath Ledger, born uh, April 4th, 1979 in Perth, Western Australia. Who knew? Not me. You. Well, you well, know now. Like, in, it's probably, but like a lot of the other things I've seen him in, he speaks in like a British accent, except the Joker, and he speaks in the Joker voice. Introduce a little chaos. God, he was good. We did not deserve Heath Ledger. He outacts the whole freaking yeah, for movie. Sure. Like it, it, he's on screen, and nobody else belongs at all. I'll tell you, the way that uh, attractive women looked in the late '90s is different than how they look now. They were all so super, like pencil thin. Yeah. That was like the the goal. They dressed look, like idiots, which I just. More so than yes, everybody else, they dress like idiots. I think, I, well, it's so weird to me because I was alive and conscious like, of like the earth spinning in 1999, but I was also but like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's look, right. his like, his like, I'm gonna wear a huge polo shirt. Wear polo shirt. Way, way too, too big. big it's all collar it's like you wear that now and it's like ah oh, man look at you we like you wear the you wear the the outfits the popular girls wore in the 90s and people were like what are you doing bud what's weird to me is i had a <laughs> i think one of my favorite characters sorry i'm going through the photos of the movie sometimes that helps me jog uh what's going on one of my favorite characters in the movie is like the president of the uh future mba society yeah. club and he's like all right boys you gotta remember grip it and rip it <laughs> <laughs> Golf the kid yeah, down bo- on the football field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the dude from the the hit TV show Numbers is like the guy that's showing Cameron around and like becomes his friend, sort of. 
Yeah, David Krumholtz. Like, is that yeah, who he's that like is? A TV show actor. He was a voice in Sausage Party. That movie I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. But I'm under the impression. But yeah, the that premise it was bad. is reprehensible. <laughs> the, the premise is that I don't. Oh, he had like an it, uncredited right? part as mm. Sydney's buddy number three, and I love you, man. Hey, that's pretty good. This dude was in Ten Things I Hate About You, and then like twelve years later, his agent was like, "I've got a part you can't believe." He was uh, Goldstein in Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay. I did not like those movies. I I, I watched them. I he was could in not Superbad. He was Goldstein. in Today's D, the pick of destiny as frat boy two uncredited <laughs> he uh, I think it looks we like it looks like D, okay so like destiny. just based on and i'm not i'm not trying to throw out any kind of shade but it seems like when you're looking for like generic jewish looking guy in your movie you call this guy because if you look through his imdb credits that's a hundred percent what this guy does he plays some dude named like Goldstein in like eight movies. <laughs> All right, just boys. Bad, just bad looks, guys. Bad looks. I mean, at least he's got consistent. In the Santa work. Claus you know what too? I love was the I love the the B roll in this movie. I love uh when I'm just gonna go through a few different shots here. Uh when the kid has the tray from the lunch and he's just drawing a naked yeah. lady on it. Like a, a director had to be like, okay, here's what you're gonna do to start this scene. And he was like, do what? And he was like, just do this. And then uh, the scene where he drills through the French book and then later in the movie, he's got the French book yeah, with the hole good, in good, it. Good continuity there. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really good. Uh, paintballs, like water balloons filled with paint. Apparently. Is that real? I, I tend to doubt it though. Like paintball means something totally different now. That Do was a great think... montage scene though. The like, the whole like, they actually fall in love for real thing. Yeah. They, they have like a reason like, to care about each other. Thank you for busting detention. Don't know what it would have done in there. <laughs> Can't believe you yeah, flashed Don't ever do that, kids. Not don't worth. Don't 100% not worth. Yeah, you will not get somebody out of detention like that. It will not go that no, smoothly. You get you get detention at that point, like super detention called like suspension. You get, yeah, you get double detention. You know what I loved about this movie was that it's set in Seattle. Not a single scene no. is raining. When did Seattle get that? The only thing that matters about it being in Washington is that it totally tracks that the, the teacher is like, we need to confiscate this weed and these Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, Washington, right? <laughs> yeah, the Pacific Northwest. You grunge, man. Nirvana. So next time we go to Seattle, I'm gonna send you a photo of what okay. we're doing. I don't have plans to be we're back in go... Seattle anytime soon. Well, they killed we'll PodCon, see. so Yeah, well, you know. Everybody everybody hits their stride. What? <laughs> We're going to this thing. What is I, it? I don't know, but Skype just made a gross noise in my ear. <laughs> uh, horrifying is what that is. It's, it's absolutely it. terrible. What Tyler sent me is like a giant sand person rising out of the ground and crushing a Volkswagen. It's from, from this the movie? movie. From this movie. That's a still from this I, I guess movie. I was that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. At that point. Oh, man. I was, yeah. uh, during a lot of this movie, I was playing Mario Kart Tour on my phone. What do you think of Mario Kart I'm, Tour on I'm phone? way better at Mario Kart Tour than I actually am at actual Mario Kart. I'm like, very good at regular way Mario Kart. Way better. I'm, I am, there's, there's like a 2% chance I lose any race. Are you, uh, do you believe that you're really racing real no, people? No, but I don't race other people when I'm playing regular Mario Kart either, unless I'm with my friends, and they all beat my ass at it. Yeah, I'm when I play actual Mario, Mario Kart. Kart, I just get my butt whooped by my own Nintendo Switch. I cannot express to you how much I did not have a Nintendo growing up. Therefore, I am not good at Smash or Mario Kart. You don't have the beats. I don't, I don't have, have the years of inherent now. training the way I do with, like, Madden. What do you think the of dad? dad? I mean, he's yes. just, he's like 90s movie dad. Like, I also, can't trust any man. They're all good at Fortnite. My daughter. <laughs> 
That's exactly. You can date when he's just horrified, dude. He's just I've, horrifying. He's such a patriarchal stereotype, it, 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 and it's like, oh, they're straight up about it. Like, you're projecting on us because your wife left you. Yes, they are straight up about it. It is also the adaptation of the Shakespearean version of the same. I'm character, sure. I'm sure. Which is, but in Shakespeare's original English, I sincerely doubt. Sincerely, sincerely doubt that, that character uttered the phrase up to my elbows in placenta. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see if the word placenta I is in the I bet the word shrew. wasn't invented until after Shakespeare. I googled taming of the shrew placenta and uh No, I, no well, but you know there. why he said elbows, bud? Because William Shakespeare invented Fortnite in word. That's true. That's is that yeah, where it they came They did this from? throughout the whole movie. Where they're like there'd be a character that's like, you know, it's uh it's like uh and then somebody would fill in with like a Shakespeare word. I know. I thought it What's was so funny. What's another word for uh, thought- for for engorged and she walks in like Tumescent. I was like, this is clever. I see what you're doing here. <laughs> this is a silly thing that you did. Uh, let me, hold on. I'm looking at, I've got this Google Doc here. Nope, nope. I, I don't know um, what show this yeah, is. Yeah, I'm still going to go ahead and, and put a hard doubt on the word placenta appearing in the original script of Twelfth Night. Uh, as far as I know, it did But it's just like not. the dad's just such a ridiculous caricature of everything. He's like a gynecologist, right? So he's, He knows the ins and outs. Against... He knows what happens when women have sex. Am I right, boys? He, he became like a gynecologist because- God, I'm so sorry to the parents who's, who are listening to this and they're- their kids were like, oh, I love this podcast. You're going to love this podcast. It's so good. We're talking topically <laughs> about the movie. We are. We usually don't do that. Hello, parents in the car with your kid who loves this podcast. Um, Thank you. We love you. We just you. said thank placenta you. a lot. We did say placenta a lot. Dear child, babies come from the stork. Straight up. You write a letter. You write a letter Tyler, from your bed. shut up. Okay. We're not, uh, I get, we're like a family-friendly <laughs> podcast. We're not like a caters to kids podcast. <laughs> This week's episode is brought to you by Barbie. <laughs> hey, Mattel, if you out there, I will take a Barbie sponsorship. Use code BACON at checkout for 100% close off your Barbie because that's all that's going to happen when you buy it anyway. <laughs> It's called accessorizing, and it's in the movie. Anywho. If you could... Okay, so he becomes like a gynecologist, like a delivery doctor, because he believes like he can make a difference. He can make sure that women have less babies. Is that what he understands? Like, he doesn't do it because he thinks the miracle of birth is like beautiful. He does it because he thinks it's horrifying. Uh, I think that he was a gynecologist who then had kids. Uh, oh, you yeah. think so? And was I like, think oh. so. And then when he was like, man, these girls are my daughter's age. They could be having sex. Am I? All right, boys. <laughs> if you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. 2004. Mean Girls. Is that the new challenge? It's to always the game? been the challenge the to the game. To <laughs> Do you think Julia Stiles looks like our host on talking about miracle sometimes sometimes people sometimes because <laughs> she says it about herself a lot and sometimes i'm like i see that and other times i'm like eh, i don't see that who are you what do you even have she has two chapters left in the she's going the way Ring. too fast with that we- i need her to start cutting these into episodes into like half the chapters <laughs> i didn't realize how few chapters Apparently, there were yeah. be. i was re- i was i was ready for a hundred episodes i was talking in like the five years of this podcast man <laughs> <laughs> we like when did she start because we're coming up on needing to to, to huh? do something mary clay you're the best dear listener if you don't listen to that's what i'm talking about you're making a mistake i can do tell it. you right now because the um oh it just says this week darn it so whenever we did oceans 11 the week after maybe i don't know no more than that i have no idea hang on okay. when did i read 
Oh yeah, we just lock in. When did I register this account? Is the real question. Oh man, I thought they got rid of the creepy elf lady for a second. They did not. Dang. Yeah, she's only has sixteen episodes. One of which is the intro episode. Yeah, we're gonna we need, need to, to slow, slow this down, down, Mary Clay. It's been since July 9th. Mostly because I want to work with you forever, and you're gonna run out of Tolkien to talk about. Not that I think that's possible. Good golly, I think there's yeah, enough Tolkien to go Yeah, we'll change like that's ages. what I'm Hunger Gamesing about. Right. <laughs> anyway, I have to sneeze. What'd you have for dinner tonight, Ethan? Because Emily's out of town, and I'll tell you what I had for dinner. Despite the fact that I'm the one that cooks the meals in our house, Emily being out of town means I have no idea how to work a kitchen. And as a result, for breakfast, I had ramen noodles, and then for lunch, I had a freaking baconator. Hold the mayo on the bun. Give me all the mayo. And then for dinner, I came home, had like three slices of giant Rice Krispie treat. Uh, I made an entire pot of mac and cheese with sriracha. And, and I had some pasta salad while the water was I had boiling. a Tonto from McAdoo's at 3 p.m. and am thus forth only now becoming hungry again. Uh, and I've got a cold. I, I was sitting there at work today after eating the Baconator because I had ramen for breakfast and a Baconator for lunch. And I got really nauseous all of a sudden. And I was like, I wonder why I'm sick. I've been eating garbage all day. <laughs> you ever do that, though, where you, you, like, you eat like literal garbage? garbage for like a week straight and then you're like yeah. man my Bro, head's i just heavy. went on tour <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i've done that <laughs> why does my back hurt why does my everything hurt oh because i've uh, been eating literal garbage <laughs> there are rats who eat better than i've been me. eating nothing but gas station food for three days oh, not even man. sheep they well, don't I, have sheets in Canada. They have Tim oh Hortons. Oh my god, they do have Tim Hortons. I miss it already. You're so no, Canadian. No, Tim Hortons. If you love Canada dude, so much. straight up. I was one of those <laughs> things where I'm like, oh yeah, roll up the rim. I bet the Tim Hortons is really good up here. Hey, 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 hey. Maple syrup. And then I got to Tim Hortons and I tried a caramel iced cap, which is essentially Tim Hortons version of a just straight caramel frappuccino. And it was the best frozen coffee beverage I've ever had in my life. You had the uh, the coffee martinis at Fox. Yeah, this was better you? than that. This was straight up better you. than that. But what I was trying I to say like was frozen coffee beverage. Because like nothing uh, beats a good latte. I'll tell you, Ethan, I've been thinking about it. Nothing beats a good I latte. Had, I'll tell you. I feel like that's an original thought I just had that I want to say. That's my idea. And nothing beats a good latte. The only one of his sayings that makes any sense. He goes, yeehaw, giddy oh up, my partner. God, We've got to get this wagon train of Fortnite episode. <laughs> We gotta get this wagon train of moving. But who broke the wagon? He's the only one there, Ethan. Who could have broke the wagon? He killed the ox. What is anyway, the villain? Um, I do. I, I have a toothpaste and orange juice about Canada, though. Let me tell you what. Let me okay. tell you this. People love to talk sh about America for loving America, man. Like, oh, you guys put your flag on everything. Yeah, America. Nobody. <laughs> I repeat, follow me on Twitter, at America. Nobody Carlin. on the planet loves their country more than Canadians. How many, on, on average, during the, the year, how many American flags would you say are just, like, displayed in your home? In like, my home? Not, not on stuff, like, just flags. In my home? Inside like, inside the house? your house. I think we have maybe Because I did not go into maybe? a Canadian domicile with less than a dozen Canadian flags just, like, <laughs> hanging from the wall. They got Canadian flag potholders, man. Everything. Everything. Their colors are red, white, and plaid. It's everywhere. Dude, they, Canadians love Canada so much. The whole country's a theme park, man. Their money is made of plastic. <laughs> it looks like Monopoly money. It's five different colors, and when you scratch it, it smells like maple syrup. 
<laughs> I'm just so confused where the issue is here. That, they, that people talk about America. No, Canada's awesome, dude. It was the coolest place ever. It's like, I immediately was like, oh man, it's like America, but they've got something figured out better. I went to Subway and it was good. <laughs> oh, no, don't lie, I had a Subway. Somebody's... I had a Subway sandwich. I got a chicken bacon ranch melt from Subway and I was like, this tastes like food. Can I tell you the truth about a chicken bacon ranch melt? Just real quick. I don't think that's a good flavor combination. I think you fooled somebody to being like, okay, I like chicken. Well, I like in Canada, bacon. it's a good I like flavor ranch. combination. In Canada, it tastes dope. They, they put got, some maple they got syrup poutine on, top. on every street. You know what poutine is? It's delicious. It's French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. I did know that. Yeah, I'm I know what poutine just is. saying it for all of our listeners who might not know. But I nobody poutine, loves Canada more than like Canadians something. love Canada. Nobody. Nobody loves themselves more than Canadians you know love sh- Canada. Anyway, also everybody in Quebec you know sucks. That's true. Sorry Quebec? if you're a listener from Quebec. Your cities are kind of mean. They're, They're the, the French, French ones. ones. Right? Yeah, that was the most foreign city I've ever been in. Because like in London, we went to London. It's like, oh, cool. I'm of the pond, but all the signs are still in English. And when I went to the Dominican Republic, I was like on a resort and everybody spoke English. In in, in Quebec, nobody speaks English. You can't read anything. It's all, all French. French. Like the street French signs the are in French. I've heard that. I've heard that. So we, so I have uh, where I work. I occasionally speak with Quebecians, um, Quebecians, if you will. Uh, they they know English, and then they will slip into French like it's like it's nothing you've ever heard. Right, because before. they all learned English in high school as a second language, and and then as soon as you're an American that talks to them, they magically forget it. Right, and then I was like, Canadians for the most part, Canadians look like Americans, but people from Quebec don't. They look different. They, they look, look French. French. It's crazy. It's like I had to get an Uber and the Uber driver had to call me to figure out where I was. And this dude, I pick up the phone. This dude starts rambling off in French. I'm like, you can see what language I speak in my Uber profile. And I was like, pardon, no français. Why were you in Kabisha anyway? I took a pill in Kabisha. <laughs> not what that place is called. <laughs> also, Avicii's dead and I cannot prove to him that I am cool. Oh, I was like, is that a thing? Yeah, that's and the next I line. the rest of the line. Took a pill in Ibiza. Show Avicii I was cool. Yeah, poor Mike Posner. If you've heard the <sighs> un it's just a really sad song. acoustic Man, song about how he wishes he still re- had a career. And how he wishes he wasn't, like, yeah, how how drugs are not cool. And then he posts this, like, just drug anthem, Seeb Well, to remix. be fair, Seeb posted that. Well, and then he had true, a career yeah. again. He, like, put a new album out. And then he got bit by a rattlesnake. You don't keep up with Mike Posner much, do you? Mike Posner almost no. died in the middle of the desert in Arizona because he got bit by a rattlesnake while he's forest gumping it across the country. Like, running across the country? Yeah, he was, like, running across the whole country. That Why? dude has had some kind of spiritual awakening of the level that none of us will ever understand. That guy... Mike that guy got he, he famous, hair. made a million dollars, spent it on girls' shoes, got unfamous, had his song pop off again. He's like, I'm not going to Fortnite. Get this time, guys. Get it? <laughs> he, uh, I did know this. He he uh, had to learn to walk again, and he, uh, he like, Stephen Plotz's hair. It's, yeah, like, like, super long. Yeah, he's in the process he's of learning to walk again because his whole, the whole bottom half of his body was paralyzed. Insane. Yeah, he got bit by a rattlesnake and almost died. Yeah, what? I saw, like, uh, it got retweeted on my timeline. It's not like I just keep up with Mike Posner off the tone, but I it, it got retweeted on my timeline, just, like, so thankful to be alive after this rattlesnake. And I was like, that's the most wild sentence I've ever heard. Mike Posner. <laughs> Mike freaking Posner. I did know this about Mike Posner. Mike Posner went to Duke on a full academic scholarship and then became a musician. Oh, man. You know what makes um, me so mad? When people think that Jason Derulo is a bad singer because he used autotune in 2009. The same with T-Pain. He won the Masked Singer without yeah, autotune. because it turns out um, to sing like that with autotune, you still have to sing good. Yeah, it's just an effect right. on your voice. After right, like fact. you have to sing on it's, key. It's for when you can't hear you the autotune. Right. So what really drives me crazy is Lil Dicky. I feel like every song that dude records, he's like, 
nobody else does funny rap but i also feel like half of rap songs are just inherently funny because uh, like a version of like rap is like uh is like shakespeare there's tragedies and comedies right you know but what rap saying? songs are written with a certain degree of like like you try to mean it people don't do what little dicky does for the most part you got like him and mackle yes they do bo burnham's Bo-Burn. a comedian not a musician no he's, he's a, a comedian first if he, he writes like comedy yeah here's my problem with little dicky is i'm a big little dicky fan i love musical comedy in any way whether it's comedian doing music or uh, i wouldn't uh, call little dicky songs comedy. musical comedy I, they're trying to i don't be, think though. they're trying to be he i think they're trying to be exactly in... what they are i think that you are trying what to are put they? i don't know what they are i don't have a word for it i think you're trying to put a label on it that is boxing them in somehow no he says in professional rapper nobody else is trying to do funny type not. rap but Who? they are d12 put out my band that's a funny yeah, song that was like okay that was one song have you heard other d12 songs macklemore puts out funny have you songs heard other d12 songs no but it, it doesn't does. matter they put out funny songs they're uh, Every rap artist, every rap group does funny That's just songs. That's not true. The point is, every little Dicky song has a hook or a tag that is pointless. At the beginning of Molly, he says, man, this is the softest thing I ever did. Like, shut up, man. Just get into the song. You don't have to clarify it. You don't need to qualify it. You don't need permission to write a soft song. Just write about how you miss your ex-girlfriend. It's fine. You got Brendan Urie on the freaking track. Just enjoy it. At the end of Freaky Friday, freaking Kendall Jenner, who can't sing, is at the end of the song. It's pointless. It's a dumb tag. The song was already funny i i laughed at the down i laughed at the the punchline and now you're adding this second stupid punchline at the end of freaking professional rapper he brings uh the the secretary back in to give him head it's not funny the joke is that you're interviewing snoop dog to be yeah, a no, rapper I, I, i'm with all that. of these songs i, I are, understand what you're saying missing. It, it goes too far but the thing at is, the end of, the thing at is the people end of still freaking, buy it. people do still buy it but uh, but he could be so much better so many more people would buy it if he made his songs they can still be raunchy you know you know who does uh like i don't know what's the right word hard pop i don't know what the word is you know just funny stuff that's genuinely really good and makes it on the on the radio because it doesn't have these dumb ending punchlines is the the freaking lonely island andy samberg who can't sing to save his life hit right, songs but, on the radio but, but, but people also don't take them seriously that's a joke people take that Lil is Dickie a joke, seriously but i don't take you Lil might Dickie not seriously. people do he's a musician not a comedian let, let me pull up his top songs because because there was another one that drove me crazy with him oh with earth at the end of earth he's like yeah ariana everybody's visited earth shut up man you had such a good thing going you didn't need kevin hart to say i'm kanye west you could just leave kevin hart off the track it doesn't add any value <laughs> but it gets kevin hart in it it does it, but it, but like when i listen to the song and i'm like oh that was kevin hart's one line if if my thing is that i run a kevin hart fan account i'm not like wow this is an amazing thing that kevin was but, a part no, of but, i'm just but, like wow this you is are. really dumb that's the thing. if you're a kevin hart fan account that's exactly what you're doing that's what they do that's <laughs> what stands do that's 100 percent what stands do bud i don't think it is i don't think that's what i do save that money why does he have quan in there at all it's that was a dumb verse for you <laughs> it is no, for me. Lil Dicky went to VCU and has a he went to degree in business. What? No, he no, went he to went VCU. To yes, he did. No, he didn't. Whatever. He went to college in Virginia. It's literally like, and you search Lil Dicky, education, University of Richmond. Oh, look at that. U of R, 2010. <laughs> Fact of the matter is the man is, is thing, so though. close. Here's the thing, though, is you're talking about it right now. You are, you I know are I'm talking about it right him now. win. I would I would Venmo Lil Dicky $5 to fix these freaking songs. I would Venmo him $5. I'd say, listen, Lil Dicky, I will Venmo you $5 for each song that I can I can make one change to. I would say, I would say, listen, I think you've really got something going on here. I don't think Snoop would have hired you for rap. I really don't think it would have happened. I think you gave him a lot of money and you gave him a, a, a list of words to say, but I don't think he would have hired you for the rap game. Here's how I'm going to fix But I don't think song. he wants to 
wants to be a comedian because they're genuinely very good. I, I think I think if you take out what I've told you to take out in these songs, your songs are on the radio. You're ten. Freaky times Friday as big was on the radio, now. bud. Freaky yes, Friday was, was on the radio, and if it was, it didn't have the Kendall Jenner. First. How do you know that? I don't know because I listen to pop radio, and I yes, wasn't was. on the radio. I don't know what to tell you, man. He's know. got under your skin, and that's what he's trying to do. No, he's not. He's trying to write good, funny songs, and he's missing punchlines because he thinks if he throws in a second punchline, it's going to be funnier. And the problem is, I love Little Dicky's music. I love the songs. I love the verses. Truman is like a great four-minute rap song, and then four minutes are just rambling that's pointless. And the problem is, Ethan, that I want to like Little Dicky more, but every time I save one of his songs, I get frustrated by one of these second punchlines, and I remove it I mean, from my Spotify. So I know the Kendall Jenner thing has never made me want to delete Freaky Friday from my library. Oh, I think I think you stop before Ed Sheeran. I would take Ed Sheeran, DJ Khaled, and Kendall Jenner out of the song. I think they're pointless. The joke is the Chris Brown, uh, uh, little just how songs thing. end sometime, man. Just it's not. I can't believe his producer was cool. His with producer it. that was probably DJ Khaled. His producer was like, "Oh my god, you got Kendall Jenner on the track." Yeah, Neat. Kendall Jenner's Fortnite famous man. Like people, your wife loves Kendall Jenner. She watches the Fortnite the Kardashians. Taming of the Shrew. <laughs> what Shakespeare play is professional rapper by Lil Dicky? Romeo and Juliet. I know very little about okay. Shakespeare. I just want to be upfront about that. I'm a nerd. I like books. I like literature. I know less literature than I probably give an air off about. Or maybe I don't. Maybe people are like, no, Tyler, you're a freaking idiot. I know you've never no, read the, a book, but I can the read. Video for the official music video for Lil Dicky, Freaky Friday featured Chris Brown has 553 million views on YouTube. Yeah, he blew up on 553 YouTube. 553 million. Okay, let's see. Bo Burnham. Let's Bo. I love Bo Burnham. You want to talk about a an uh that's probably so my Lil Dicky has five times as many YouTube subscribers as Bo Burnham and like Art is Dead got 13 million views. What? The full show. 21, 21 million, million compared views. to 553 million. Yeah, Bo Burnham's But so he's much not better. taking it seriously and he doesn't make as much money and he doesn't have as many fans. Bo Burnham definitely takes it seriously. He just no, doesn't have as good of a, a manager. Oh, correct. Yeah. But eighth grade is better than anything Lil Dicky will ever I'm do. I'm sure in it will. If you're talking life. about objective, you know, big picture picture kind of thing but that doesn't matter people are gonna secure the bag however they can man i don't think little dicky wants to be a comedian i don't think he wants to be taken as a joke like bo burnham is because you are the minority here but most people are gonna look at a song by bo burnham and be like that's my favorite song you mean you talking yeah. about bo burnham bo burnham is my probably my right, favorite but like, comedian. not a whole lot of people are gonna look at, at any of the bits from bo burnham specials and be like that's my favorite song he's got a few songs that i would put maybe not in like i music is such a weird thing to put in like a top 10 right it's just i, I like a lot like, of i wouldn't music. put i would i would never put Bo Burnham bits into like a, on a like a playlist with with other songs. I've done it. I would have to make like I've a playlist. It. I feel the same way about musical theater though. No, musical theater I can only listen to really in context with musical That's theater. How I, feel about I can, musical I can go from show to show. I can go from show to show in musical theater, but I cannot go from from. Uh, I mean, I very very rarely just listen to like single jokes from a comedy special. Like even when they get even when they get I put can up do in that, that with form, Bo Burnham. But it's like <laughs> you know, it's like if I was if I was going through a playlist and like. Like a Dane Cook bit just dropped itself in there. It'd be super weird. And it would just make me want to go listen to the whole thing because it, it, it all makes better sense in the context of like a thing. Like, especially takes a bit like Kevin Hart, who's got the jokes that come back over and over and over again. Right. He, he's got, he's made of callbacks. But it's like you jokes. listen to the last one when he's just, if you only hear the last bit of the thing and you're just like, oh man, the way my bank account's set up and like everybody in the audience busts into laughing, you're like, what? I don't, I don't get, get it. it. I'm not saying Bo Murdom isn't great or successful or awesome. I'm just saying that like, I, I think that you're splitting hairs here. I just feel like Lil Dicky's music could be so vastly improved 
with such minor changes. No, but that's changes. the thing is like, if I you feel take like those he... parts out, they're just kind of another song. He's got a thing that is working for him. With the second with, punch with all the, the whole, With the whole aesthetic of his music is working for him because otherwise he would just be like another guy kind of doing this. I, I think if you're looking, Lil Dicky, it's not, it ain't broken, don't fix it. People stay fixing it when it isn't broken. Here's the thing. The Snoop, he writes in his own track that has Snoop Dogg say something to the effect of, how do we know this is going to last? You haven't even sold an album yet. I think Lil Dicky does uh, That last. song came out like five years ago. Yeah, I th- I, five years. That's, that's plenty no time. of time, bud. M- n- most no. musicians, like Camila Cabello will not be a thing in five years. No. You don't think so? Professional Rapper did come out four years I ago. I think people were like, at first they were like, I love it when you call me senior. And now everybody's like, if you ever play that song again, I'm going to stab your eyes out with a rake. I don't know who Camila Cabello is. She's the girl that's saying Mendes is involved. Senorita. She's the girl that's saying Havana. Oh God, I do exactly. not like that song. But Havana has 1.6 billion views on the old Joe I'm YouTube sure it is, box. But where the Fortnite? Aside. Exactly. I don't know. But you know what's crazy? I'm still listening to the Academy is, and you know what? Their music's falling apart. It's like the audio files don't work anymore. Something, something is corrupted. Oh, in that's the not music. true, man. I listened to, <laughs> like, I listened to their get, whole discography like two weeks ago. Oh, you get by sometimes some of those songs you put it on, and you're like, yeah, oh this yeah, was some of that stuff. I'm like, this best. hasn't held up. No. What do you mean? You think anybody's old catalog, like anybody who was writing like pop punk music in 2005, you take their whole catalog and you're like, ooh, you cannot see some of this stuff. <laughs> it's even like, oh, hold on, hold on. There's a, there's a big band right now, the story so far. They have a, a song that they like can't play anymore and it came out in like 2012. Just because it, really? it, it's, it's just like, it was cool then. That was the thing we were doing and now you just can't say that, dude. I feel like, like there's a uh, lot of questionable sugar, we're going lyrics. down. Yeah, Sugar, we're going down. I feel like it's a song that, that you could make an argument <laughs> for like, we're just not going to do can't this song even anymore. Med- I don't know if they do or not, uh, but you can't even understand what he's saying in Sugar We're Going Down. But everybody knows the ah, words. Do they? Do they? Because a lot of people, because my band has covered this song plenty of times, and a lot of people get on the mic and make noises. They're just like, we're going, no, Taco, 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 taco. <laughs> taco, 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 Yo, taco. Speaking of songs, let's talk about the soundtrack for this movie. The all covers soundtrack for this movie. Can I tell yeah. you a secret? When when the first group of girls pull up and they're listening to Bubblegum Pop and then Cat pulls up listening to They're Reputation, not listening to Bubblegum Pop, they're listening like, to One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. One Week by, by the Bare Naked Ladies. The point is, when she pulls up listening to Reputation. One week since you looked at me, cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. She pulls up listening to Reputation. I was like, these songs are the same level of hard. Oh, yeah. One of these cars is like, not in this, like. In this day and age. Yeah, like those two things are completely equivalent. <laughs> right. You pull but, you up know, next but to somebody you know why? You, you know why? You know why it is? Because of Shrek. Shrek. Because inexplicably, <laughs> exactly that song was in Shrek. <laughs> For the uh, WWE scene where he where he takes on yeah. the King's Guard. Yeah, it's got yeah, some yeah, great yeah. songs in it, but like most of them are just sung by somebody that didn't originally do the song. The band, the band is called Save Ferris. We're we're all over the Bacon and Eggs yep. Year Two late Save stage is a year real band, one. Though. It's a yep. ska band with a rotating cast of members. Like uh, D12. No, D12 was was a group of people. Was they, like they're all like group? named in that song too. Eminem still does stuff with them, or at least he's credited to do so. Maybe some yeah. sort of contract thing. I don't know that he ever actually like shows up. To no, anything. they were boys, man. One of those guys well, is dead. He was the lead singer of the band. Yeah, that proof, sucks. Proof died, and then Eminem wrote the song like Toy Soldiers about it, which is a just absolutely horrifyingly sad song. I don't know if you ever listen. Eminem's music, that dude, that dude is the god. Yeah, that of rap. dude made funny songs in earnest and became famous for it. Yes. Real Slim Shady. That's yeah, a funny song. But it's not song. comedy. It's a funny song. It's not comedy. And oh, you whoa, think... whoa, 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 whoa. I am not saying that Lil Dicky is anywhere close to being Eminem. Let's see who's got more Instagram or YouTube subscribers. I think. 
Eminem I was say, has what's like the Eminem 39.3 million. Eminem Vivo. Eminem Music has 39.3 okay, million subscribers. Okay, that's um a lot more. It's like it's like 33 million more than Lil Dicky. Yeah. Than Lil Dicky. Man, I opened yeah, so I went to 10 things I hate about you uh freaking soundtrack and I got what I got was a Spotify playlist that opened in the browser on Google Chrome not on Spotify. What? That's a criminal activity. You have to call the police when that happens. Yeah, it's got some good songs in it. It's got that scene, man. That scene Which where Heath scene? Ledger sings uh can't take my eyes off you. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the, easily one of the greatest songs ever written. Can I tell you something about uh, Patrick Verona? Can I tell you about something about Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons? Because they're great. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I just I, it, 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 every time I think about Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, I think of what the pitch must have been like when Clint Eastwood walked into like a production office or of a movie studio and was like, "Y'all know that musical Jersey Boys about Frankie Valley and the Four <laughs> Seasons? I'm gonna make that into a really sad musical. I'm Clint Eastwood. <laughs> we'll get those kids off yeah, my lawn. I'm, uh, you might know me from the hit movie El Camino. <laughs> oh, sorry, not El Camino. That's you the Breaking Bad movie. You might know me from from the hit movie Gran Torino. <laughs> have you seen no. El Camino yet? No. You know what's weird? I have no intention of watching it. I have 100% intention of watching it. You know why? Because they haven't done okay, anything well, bad ever. Better Call Saul was phenomenal. I do think it's crazy that they were like, you know what? We're going to build another show in this universe and yeah, it was good. Like, you know, we're going to take Saul, the lawyer, Bob Odenkirk, and give him his own show. Everybody's like, what? And then it was great. Uh, yeah, it's four over? seasons done. I love Vince Gilligan, dude. Love him. It's like, I wrote a story. It's now over. Thank you. I will take my next check, please. And time for the Breaking Bad And he's, bad he's done. Closed the book on that movie or on that, on that TV show. And Netflix is like, what up? Let's do a movie about Jesse. He's like, okay, book open. Dear Diary. <laughs> Jesse Pinkman movie question mark and then his diary comes back and it says yeah, the tom riddle uh, of the diary is like yes here's what happened to jesse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because there's a hundred percent like a black magic horcrux writing this fortnight in universe <laughs> about I, people people came out people were coming up to me like yo you seen black el camino yet i didn't even watch break bad in fortnight it's awesome how do you not watch Breaking i don't bad? know it's on netflix <laughs> the same movie that just the same studio that just made the movie breaking bad is the best show Show. Listen, I don't care about drugs. I don't care about like violence in movies and media and whatnot. Breaking Bad is straight up the best yeah, it show. Is. I couldn't name 10 things I, I watched hate about. It. I watched Breaking, Breaking Bad last Bad. year from front to back um, for, I think, the third time. It definitely holds up. I have only I finished seen it watching once. it 364 days ago. Yeah. I remember that. So there's that. like reasons in there why I haven't watched El Camino yet. Sort of like an emotional time of year for me right now. Yes, and I would I don't imagine. think Jesse Pink would be like, Mr. Y, science, bitch. It's going to help that that much. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, know you I don't crazy? know where he is Brian Cranston Was he in Better Call Saul I have Saul not seen all? the fourth season But I can only imagine It's a prequel I can only imagine it ends With the moment that Walter White walks into his office Is that sort of how it's shaping uh, up? Yeah, sort of I don't know I haven't seen the fourth season I didn't uh, I didn't have like AMC Prime Because like I finished watching Better Call Saul And it was like Better Call Saul season four Premieres tomorrow And I was like Frick So I started watching Breaking Bad instead So, so good. good Yeah you should watch Better Call Saul I think they're about to put season four on Netflix I'm really excited for this Disney Plus thing I don't even know out. what's coming out I truthfully have not looked And I don't intend to until it comes out The Disney Plus Twitter account Is run by some of the best Twitter account people in the world uh, But straight up They keep posting stuff on Twitter And being like You won't believe That Snow White and the Seven Dwarves Will be on, on Disney Plus And I'm like I, That's exactly 
exactly what I thought was going to be on Disney Plus was Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. When you come to me and you say, you won't believe Breaking Bad is on Disney Plus, that's when right. I'll be it's like, like, whoa. It's like Disney thinks we don't know what they own. Like they've like it's p- right. private knowledge. Like we're going to make a right. Star you Wars be- TV show. People are like, what? <laughs> Star Wars? How did you get the rights? Now, if you if Disney comes to me and they say, you won't believe, but Deadpool and its sequel will be on Disney Plus. I'd be like, oh, I, I, well, I was I was unsure, but now I'm I'm kind of I bet glad. it will. I bet it will, and I probably will not revisit. But I might neat. watch Once Upon a Deadpool this Christmas just to get myself in the real holiday spirit. And also because yeah, no, as much just, as I didn't, I didn't like Deadpool too, what a genius way to remarket it! I love Julian Dennison. I'm curious if. My love for Julian Dennison See, is going to impact. Is, I'm really afraid that I'm going to hate Julian Dennison if I watch it again. I'm afraid that I'm going to love the movie if I, I watch it again. I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Because I know we were in the minority not like. I was lukewarm it. on the first one, to tell you the truth. I, I, I've maintained my lukewarm status on the first one. See, I really liked the first one. I thought it was really something special. I thought it was, 83% I thought it was on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a I good score. Crude. I thought they were both crude. Crude is a good I way to put it. I am excited for the Robert Downey Jr. Tom Holland Doolittle movie. I think I'm looking at Probably almost on certainly. I haven't even watched the trailer yet. I just like the idea. I'm enjoying the premise right now, and I don't want anybody to take that away from me. It'll be sub 30 oh, for definitely. sure. Definitely. 100%. Because people are just critics are going to look at it and be like, this isn't Fortnite. Iron Man. How dare you? He hasn't the done anything is, else. He was Sherlock Holmes, and those movies Wait, was were that good. Wait, was that during? Was that during? Yes, it was. God. It was during. Feels like Iron Man yeah. 1 came out yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was 2008. Mm, yesterday. All my Iron Man seems so far away. You know what's weird is it does feel like Iron Man came out yesterday because I couldn't have possibly been 16, 13 Sherlock years Holmes, ago. Sherlock Holmes, 2009. Yeah, okay. Because I wasn't. I was 16, <laughs> 8, uh, 10 years ago. That's that's why yeah, I wasn't Sherlock Holmes came out in 2009. Those are decent movies. Um, the problem is they uh, BBC Sherlock with um, with Benedict Cumberbatch came out too close on the heels. I literally just Did you? said that. I was not listening. Yeah. I was looking up when um, Sherlock Holmes came out. But it's like, it's such a weird premise. They're like, what if he did Sherlock? Sherlock Holmes with karate and bullet time. What if we did Sherlock Holmes and like, I can only Law. think Guy Ritchie walked into a production office just like, I don't know where Guy Ritchie's from. Hang on. England. Hello there, governor. We're going to make we're gonna make a Sherlock Holmes movie, yeah? It's going to have karate and bullet time. This is Sherlock Matrix. <laughs> I don't know if you know me. I'm Guy Ritchie. I made Snatch. <laughs> snatch. That's a that's a poster you see in in high, in, in college freshman dorm. Did you see rooms. my movie I made last year, Rock and Roller? People loved it. I'm Guy Ritchie. People were pretty lukewarm. I was pretty hot on Rock and Roller. I love Guy Ritchie movies. Oh, give Do me a you? good Jason Statham movie, man. Oh yes, I'm a sucker for a Jason Statham movie. Is Jason Statham in, in, in this movie? I don't think so. Yeah, Gerard <laughs> Butler, Mark Strong. Tom Hardy, Idris Elba. T- t- tell you the truth. Tell you the truth. Go. I don't think I've seen Rock and Roller. I think I mixed it up with Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Came out in 1998, but I probably watched it around the same yeah. time the Rock and Roller was coming out because in 1998 I was five. Here's the fun fact about Rock and Roller: box office five point six. A box office on Lockstock isn't much better. It's twenty eight point one. That's a classic. That's a classic right there. Ooh, rock and Roller just got wrecked. Five point oh, six sure. million. Jesus. But Christ. same guy made Snatch, man. Anyway, I feel like I could have a religious devotion to this film, same as I do your song, uh, "The Good Montana." A religious devotion to what movie? Ten I thought you were talking about Rock and Roller. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't think so. Listen to this. Jason Statham had to have written this sentence about himself. Jason Statham, an English actor and film producer, typecast as the anti-hero, he is well known for his action thriller roles portraying irredeemable and Machiavellian characters. That is just, like, yeah, nobody has ever thought about Nicola Machiavelli and Jason Statham in the same thought, ever. Did, did you know Mark Strong was in uh, Sherlock Holmes? I've seen Sherlock Holmes 2009 one time, and I think it was in theaters. In theaters. 
It was at the. Yeah, it was at the I don't Regal. think I've seen Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows, but I might have. I think we might have gone to both of them. Does Sherlock Holmes Game of Shadows open with the Reichenbach file? I think it does. I'm pretty up on my Holmes, to know. tell you the truth. I did listen to a 120 hour long audiobook of Sherlock Holmes one time. Yeah, it's, Is it it's good? good. It's good. Um, he writes a lot like uh, like J.K. Ro- not J.K. Rowling, like J.R.R. Tolkien, but um, when he was supposed to, like he, he wrote Arthur Conan Doyle wrote Sherlock Holmes in the time period that J.R.R. Tolkien wishes he was writing in, where like the language that Tolkien used was like normal mm. instead of him being like. It's the 1950s, and I don't do drugs. Is that is that was that an unusual situation? Oh my God, Ethan! Is it really? time? Jesus it's Christ! I'm not time. used to this this God, new I shorter this block. Show. I know. So is let's get to the big board. Is Ten Things I Hate About You better than its teen movie Shakespearean counterpart? She's the man. I haven't checked the big board in a minute. It's yeah, I know, one but movie. where did you put it? It's oh, one right, movie. it's New Year. Yeah. Oh shoot! <laughs> uh, yeah, this is absolutely number one. <laughs> I think this is number one. And to be honest with you, I know we're going to cover a lot of great movies in the next 12 months. But to be honest with you, I foresee this is a bold prediction year two. This movie being in the top 25, not 25 of the 52, 25%. Maybe. So I was going to say, like, if you if you tell me to watch West Side Story next week, this probably won't last a single week at number one. I like this better than West Side Story. I think that West Side Story is probably going to have some objective merits to it that I'm not going to be able to to unwrap my head around. <laughs> I think this does. Let me be clear about 10 things I hate about you. If I know we don't do scales out of 10 because it's a pointless system. This hits an 8.5 That's a really high. This has some yeah, abysmal it's really acting. really good. It does. The sister really you drives me crazy. You earlier said, I don't care but, about any storyline that isn't Heath Ledger. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah but there's another Twilight. half of the movie that goes on that you just didn't even like. Man, I'm going to be out of voice by the end of this episode. I'm going to have to go lay down and not speak for a whole day. I've done a lot of, like, Jerry Seinfeld, but what about airplane food? (laughs) Ten things I hate about breakfast. What do you got for a breakfast food here? I don't know. I don't know that I've ever come up with a breakfast food in two years of doing this show. You, every time you, you're like, you, know, you always have something great out of nowhere. You're like, yeah, man, this is uh, this is like a, a Denny's Grand Slam and a cigarette. <laughs> and you ask me every week, you're like, what's the breakfast food for this? And I'm like, the Fortnite breakfast. <laughs> I've forgotten Bacon everything eggs, I ever eat. When you're on tour, do you eat breakfast? Uh, yeah, more than usual, I'll tell you the truth. Because you wake up no, slung I only woke up hungover once in the store. There's a lot of nights I, where I was like, I'm going to have over in a few five Pabst to Blue ribbons, please. And I was like that's a no, lot the five yeah, PBRs i can shut down five would, pbr would, tall ports like it's nothing that's, i don't think that's i'm not saying about. it is i'm just telling you the pbr does not have the kind of effect on me that it used to i'm convinced <laughs> was, the alcohol five, in pbr just doesn't work as well as the alcohol in like a nice ipa well it's yeah, not but I, strong, I, I could feel i, I could con- feel as buzzed off one decent ipa as i could off five pbr tall boards. can i tell you the truth about uh i had i had liquor drinks with dad yeah, the other night that'll I mess had, you uh, right up that's that's a totally different way to, to experience life wow that's a yeah, amazing. but liquor, it's, it's so easy to take liquor too far. So give me a cult-followed uh, breakfast food that's not cookie cult crisp. Cult-followed breakfast food. I don't know. Count Chocula. What cult I have no is idea. Found, what is a cult-followed fo- breakfast food? Jesus, Ethan, I is don't Is that like know. a thing that everybody likes, but I don't? That I can't really explain why <laughs> other people like? Because if so, it's Eggs Benedict. <laughs> eggs Benedict is so good. What do you mean I you don't like I just don't like Eggs Benedict. Benedict, dude. I don't like runny eggs. I had poached eggs in my ramen I would this rather morning. die than eat a poached egg. Oh, my it's God. It's a texture I thing, but I cannot bang with egg yolk i don't like it i would rather <laughs> eat a poached egg than die i can tell you yeah, that I mean, much so would i but like <laughs> i'm not i'm not ever gonna go out and be like oh, the two yes. choices um thank you waffle house i'd like my eggs poached a nice cheese <laughs> not, pizza it's not a complicated process you just put the egg in boiling water i'm sure you like... do you know what else i don't want a soft boiled egg or an egg over easy at all i don't want it i don't like it 
You don't like egg. You don't like the runny. So when you get eggs on like a sausage, egg, and cheese, you don't no, want I want them to fry the living Fortnite out of it. Why? It takes away all the flavor, all the it also takes away all of the grossness. No, no, it's beyond that same bowl. It's like egg yolk is such such an unappetizing texture. I don't. It's it's like like oil and sandpaper. I I don't know. It's just not good. It's not like oil and sandpaper at all. It's not gritty in the slightest. It's got like it's got stuff in it, man. It's like it feels like it has particulates that I don't want. It's it's smooth. It is like notably. Maybe that's it. Then maybe it's too smooth. I feel (laughs) like I'm drinking like grease. What do you think? Like I feel like I if I just if I just down a bottle of balsamic vinaigrette. That's probably how like an egg yolk would feel in my mouth. I think I think I. Drink I would 100% I would vomit profusely I would vomit after five PBR tall boys but uh, a raw egg yeah, I, I would I nope nope that would touch my mouth and go right back out there's no way not a chance dude. really oh it's man. just a texture hey, thing we, we hit eggs benedict like a lot you gotta find a different what about fried lox not fried lox what about uh, I don't uh, need a lot of salmon so I don't know not big, not a big salmon, not a big salmon guy. guy. Did you have the salmon nope. at my wedding? Oh, 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 I know you're gonna say, "Well, there was a filet mignon station." Listen, Ethan, I had like four seconds to eat, and I had all three proteins. So don't tell me there I'm was a filet mignon station. Don't like salmon. Oh, you're missing out. That salmon was the okay. best. I'm oh, sure it was. I dream about it every night. That was the best part of my wedding That's day. Was the salmon um, for sure. I can think of nothing else that was okay, good that awesome. day. Congratulations. Have fun with your locks. I don't care if you. Uh, that, okay, there, there, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. It is a bagel with cream cheese and lox. That is a cult following bagel. That is a thing that I do not believe anybody enjoys and they are lying to themselves. And that's how you feel about 10 things I hate no, about you? No, you said it was a cult following. But, but yeah, do you like but it? But a cult following means that there's like the norm is to not like it. Is the norm to not like no, this movie? No, but that's what a cult following is. Right, right. That the, the, the people that like it like, are Like Rocky Horror Picture Show is a cult classic because you don't bad. like it. I don't know what this is for breakfast. You tell me what it is for breakfast. This is a Denny's Grand Slam. This is a Denny's Grand Slam and a cigarette. <laughs> It. I'll tell the you what, I went coffee. to a uh, I went to a Denny's for the first time in probably 15 years on this tour. We went to a Denny's in Saratoga Springs, New York at probably 2.30 in the morning. And I got a Grand yeah. Slam Witch, which is everything that's in a Grand Slam on a patty melt. On a patty melt? Not no, sorry, on a not like, toast? It was, it was like Texas, it was, it was like a melt. It didn't have a burger in it, but it was like everything you get. It's like a full omelet on Texas toast with like maple bacon aioli. It was awesome. I don't know why I'm, people hate Denny's. <laughs> I don't think anybody who's a cook at Denny's knows how to I make an aioli. I was the impression that aioli means you chop a bunch of stuff up and put it in mayonnaise. I is think that's that what, what that means. Because I just, don't know. It's like you turn something from a salad into a sauce by, I believe, adding mayonnaise as your base component. Good thing Chef Twitter doesn't I mean, we'll us. probably get, there's there's gotta be one. It's like, um, excuse me, excuse me. You make an aioli. You have to, you have to start with a roux <laughs> and a reduction of your bacon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's time to wrap. It is time to wrap. So uh, the 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 bacon, the, the freak, man. It's a Denny's uh, Grand so Slam. That's on. what it is. Okay, I'll you take gotta, it. You got experience you on Grand on Slam. It's got a lot of layers to it. It does have a lot of layers to it. There's no doubt about that. Uh, nobody dies. That's part of a Denny's yeah, Grand Slam. Yeah, very few people die to make a, a Denny's for... Grand Slam. Just some some pigs, <laughs> except for the pigs. <laughs> Uh, which, I mean, to be fair, thank you for listening, commenting, liking, and subscribing to whatever the thing we say is. I'm Tyler Carlin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Americarlin. He's Ethan Edgehill at Edgehill Photos and Wow Now, I think. Yeah, I don't even know. That's still what I it is. Go check my Instagram. It's popping right now. Do it. It's popping. I gained like 75 followers in the last love, eight days. It's been good. If you love bacon and eggs and you want more bacon and eggs, we have a second show. It's called That's What I'm Talking About. It's hosted by the absolutely hilarious Julia Stiles. Uh, with new episodes every Tuesday, Tolkien Tuesday. Listen as Julia. You're gonna get an angry uh, uh, text about that. 
<laughs> I She'll have an angry text done it. before I say before I say in her own ears that we're gonna get an angry text about that. Oh, I know. I, she'll pause it and be like, uh, uh, "Excuse uh, me, <laughs> <laughs> what?" <laughs> I finished the movie and I texted her and I was like, "You don't just look like Julia Stiles in this movie." And she responded so mad. I'm sorry, Mary Clay. You're genuinely the best person. And I only say it because you are such a a strong-willed, powerful, feminist woman. And I stand you to the ends of the earth. I'm so happy you're part of our lives. If you don't listen to That's What I'm Talking About, it's not too late to get started. There's a ton of backlog that you can listen to. If you've never read Lord of the Rings, she walks you right through all the episodes uh, of what's happening in the book. And if you want to follow along, Lord of the Rings is like super cheap to acquire uh you can get an audible credit with audible dot audible trial.com boy how do you do i not recommend listening to audible. the audible audiobooks written by red, red Rive rob inglis he's bad unless you want to fall he's asleep bad, <laughs> you will die if you drive and try to listen to it actually he's probably not <laughs> bad it's probably like the invention of asmr but i definitely was like <laughs> right. man i am bored. bilbo baggins <laughs> Was a hobbit, and he turned 11 this year, the same year as his nephew Frodo. People thought that was awfully queer and Baggins' end. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining uh, on Patreon. This episode is sponsored by you on Patreon. You turn the lights on. You keep the lights on. You make the lights keep working. You got us new microphones. You guys are the best ever. We love our patrons so much. Please join the Discord. Please listen to the Hash Browns. We're hilarious. We're funny. I promise we will talk to you. We love every single one of you, whether you're a patron or not, but especially if you're and a patron. And thank you to Vaishan Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. I've been Ethan Etchell. He's been Carlin. Until next week, Arrivederci. And boys, you gotta grip it, then rip it.